Why, hello again! How are you? My little roaches crawling out from under the floorboards this evening or this morning, whenever you happen to be taking in this program. It is the Josh Potter Show. Welcome back. I, of course, am Josh Potter. Josh Potter Show at gmail.com is where you can send in anything you like, whether it be a roach reporting or an instrumental like Griffin Parker did right here. Aside from that, I'm going to be on the road with some friends this month. You can see me this weekend with Annie Letterman up in San Jose at the San Jose Improv, and then I'm going to be with Tom for the last two weeks of November, wherever the hell he's going. I don't even know where they are. Florida. All Florida. If you're going to see Tom in Florida, I'll be there. So that is all of November and then in December you can come see me live in my hometown I'll be at my club that I began my career the Buffalo Helium Comedy Club December 22nd 23rd home for the holidays so please to be buying tickets for that aside from that at Josh underscore Potter on Instagram at J underscore Potter on Twitter and today we have a very special guest returning to the Roach Motel first time in this studio but the second time on the program, it's Adam Ray, everybody. Yeehaw. Hell yeah, dog. Hell yeah. I'm so glad you're here. We're going to talk all things Russell Wilson <laughs> oh, thank in God. a little bit. Because I feel like last time you were on the show, I opened your eyes to him. He was on the Seahawks still at that time. And Correct. maybe perhaps you were blinded by fandom to his... Aren't we all? I know. I get that. He was shooting hot loads in our face <laughs> uh, to distract us from the lack of uh, connectivity he was doing inside the locker room. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, things are starting to pour out. And like I said, I want to get all into it sure, in a little sure. bit. But um, TBD. things are pouring out from the Seahawks franchise that I didn't expect to have happen. Guess what? Nobody honest. did except for Geno Smith, Pete Carroll, and Allah. <laughs> I don't even know that they think that this is good. I think they were like, <laughs> I, I can't believe we're winning the division. I know. Right every, every analyst is like, Pete knew. Pete Carroll <laughs> knew. And I'm trying to do a split in between like a, a heavy set black dude analyst and like a white dude who talks like a black guy. Because I'm seeing more and more white <laughs> analysts start to be like, I need a Stephen A. Smith up my. Like who? Who's oh, doing that? Man. Um, well, now you put me in a corner. Oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. No, I just no, was like, I'm trying to think in my head because no, I know there's like Max Kellerman or whatever. Kellerman has always got a little Stephen A in him. Yeah. Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. Uh, there's the other kid, uh, not Jaworski. Um, uh, Ron Jaworski. But Ron Jaworski, Jaworski doing Jaworski. black accent. <laughs> but they all have a little, they've all upped, I guess, their uh, their energy in moments where I'm like, oh, you just, you need that soundbite and you need to be a little more opinionated because Stephen A is just kind of, you know, steamrolling over everybody. I don't even find him that opinionated. The hot takes on there, like, I like, uh, now I, I've been watching, you know, Good Morning Football and yeah. I miss Kay Adams. She was the whole reason I watched yeah, it. Yeah, she was terrific. She's so pretty. Oh and, my God. Um, and, and good at talking about football, obviously. And uh, uh, Burleson, man. <laughs> yeah, Nate Burleson was really was good too. Yeah. Now he's on like fucking Good Morning America. Good Morning America. He's like an actual. I know. What a transition, by the way. Do you think that's. I the... would hate that, but the money's got to be crazy. They must have just plucked him away. Because if you're Nate Burleson and you're just like very charismatic and you're doing a great job discussing football, and then all of a sudden they're like, we want you to discuss all the stuff. Well, it's like if you're a barista at Coffee Bean, and next thing you know, you're selling titty pics on <laughs> on uh, Craigslist. Uh, misconnections. Everyone's like, why? And you're like, dude, I need to show you my bank account. And then yeah, you go, no yeah. judgment. Exactly. So Nate Burleson, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, 
is the Craig Craigslist titty pics. Sure. Of uh, well, I mean, he really. I mean, he's trying to follow in the old Michael Strahan uh, sort Strahan of Strahan paved the way. But that show's great, and the other shows that I see on ESPN, First Take, and these yes. other ones, I'm like, what is this? The Dallas Cowboys show? It's always about the Dallas Cowboys, know, and the Dallas Cowboys are not entertaining. I don't know why everyone's like they're kind of good. They're knocking on the door. I'm like, are they? Yeah. Are they doing anything? No, Jerry Jones will always find a way to fuck it up. And the Eagles are 6-0, and and then yeah. the Giants are eight fucking, or 8-0, and the Giants are, they what, lost two games? So you're third in the division. Yeah. Maybe even like enough scrambling for the bottom. Cooper Rush, I thought, was maybe going to steal Dak's job. Yeah. I thought so, too. I And also, I mean, maybe, you know. Their D's so good, I guess you just pluck in anybody there. But um, I guess that's what everyone keeps saying. Their defense, their defense. I'm like, I suppose. Cooper Rush, what do you think that guy was fantasizing about happening when he was on that run? Do you think he was like, they're going to tell Dak to go fuck himself. They're going to let me fuck all of Dax's exes <laughs> in front of him while I wear a Dax mask. Like he just was playing out all these insane. They're just going to start putting my name on his checks. <laughs> Oh yeah, they're gonna. I mean, Cooper Rush is making like twelve dollars a game or whatever. Every you know? Dallas John Batus <laughs> is gonna come up with a Cooper Rush boost. Uh, yeah, just all the fun stuff that people do to show their respects, I guess. But you know, that's that's football, right? You that's get, you football. Get, you get a little taste. That's football. Does anybody have that as a catchphrase? That's what I. They run out of things to talk about. I do that when the Bills are doing bad or whatever. Like yesterday, we lost to the Jets, and Sorry. I'm like, yeah, that's football. <laughs> It's my like, uh, just throw it out the window. Well, kind Magic of thing. Johnson used to do that in when he was a uh, uh, he would show up on the uh, a, uh, NBA countdown every now and then for um, in between before a Friday night ESPN game, and he always would go, "Well, we just gonna have to see what happens." And I was always <laughs> like, "Yeah, no fucking shit, Magic. Like that's why we're watching the game." He would he'd be he'd be like, uh, you know, Kevin Garnett, you know, big presence down in the post, gonna be tough to get up any <laughs> shots up against him. But then on the other side, Steve Nash is coming at your heart. He's going in the paint. He's doing what he's gonna. Do. <laughs> Do, and he can defend just about anybody in the league. So when you go Nash, Garnett, you know, Suns, Celtics, we're just going to have to see what happens. You Every game. He was diagnosed with HIV. He was like, we're just going to have to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, imagine we found diarrhea in the popcorn machine at all of your theaters. <laughs> we're just going to see what happens. Okay. Well, how about how about we, you know, assess that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we did see what happens. There's poop in there. <laughs> There's poop in there. There's, it's poop corn, man. Now we got to do something. He's like, add an O to the, add an O to the box. It's poop corn. Just going to have to see what goes on. <laughs> Let it play out. Let it play out is another good one when you don't know what's <laughs> Let up. Let it play out. Yeah. Let's get into the sports. And we've got a couple of stories before we get into Russell Wilson. Not much news news today. <clears throat> we did talk about Aaron Carter, RIP. The only guy, speaking of basketball, the only guy to beat Shaq one-on-one. Aaron Carter. <laughs> wow, yeah. Aaron Carter, uh, Chuck Liddell, and I had a short-lived podcast uh, called Icebreakers, and we interviewed uh, you know, McConaughey and Dana White and yeah. Anderson Silva, Lamar Odom, and Aaron Carter was one of them. It was one of the most entertaining chats I've ever had. 90 minutes, it's up on YouTube. Stories about, I mean, smoking pot with Michael Jackson. Um, uh, oh, my Lord. Uh, Michael Jackson standing over him when he woke up because he slept at his house. Oh, and I bet. Michael in his boxers. I mean, he told crazy <laughs> stories. But then also stories of opening for NSYNC at like 8 and then uh, having his own house by 11. I mean, the kid got so famous so quick and was so talented. Like, if you truly go back and look at some of us, and they start playing piano for us, and I'm like, wow, you don't you don't lose that. You just, you yeah. definitely... His his addiction problems were so crazy, and in that moment, I will say this: like 
he even, you know, was, and his manager, they were, he's like, man, you know, I know you started this podcast with Chuck. Like, maybe there's a way we could figure something out. I got ties to everybody. And I definitely, you know, contemplated it because I was like, hey, it would be a cool other world that I'm not tapped into musically to, sure. that might be fun. And and at the time, he seemed really in charge of, of what was going on with him. And, um, and then weeks later, I mean, I just saw him on a couple lives and I was just like, fuck, dude, because he was about to have a kid and he was so pumped and he was really, he had bought a house and moved way out into Lancaster and was was just trying to kind of, you know, be removed from from everything, uh, but, you know, still being connected through through the phone. But um, bummer, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's one of those things where it. It, the addiction is so heavy because you, you look at it and everyone's like, oh, child stardom or whatever. It's like, well, his brother was a child star yeah. as well. And I mean, it's not like he didn't have that template to follow or yeah. at least like, I mean, he kind of knew what he was getting into in that aspect of things. But when the addiction comes into play and you have endless money as a child. Yeah. That's tough. And I think what weren't their parents kind of pieces of shit, the Carter parents? I've, man, they both I, had something. I know that he, I think he said, yeah, what did he tell this one story? I'm going to butcher it, but about like his dad, he'd snuck out of the house and like, like tried to climb over the his, his own like gate and slipped and got caught and like, like sliced his back up and I think he said like his dad again you have to go to the interview sure and I don't want to butcher this completely I know I'm in well, the right please vicin- everybody go watch it I can't wait to watch I'm in it the right cul-de-sac of the story but if I walked into the wrong house then fucking don't fact <laughs> don't call me out on the, like get the real uh, the real story bits yeah from, from, from the episode but I think it's they were hard on him in a way where it was like they didn't take him to the hospital or something to teach him a lesson so he had to kind of oh like writhe in pain something along those lines of like he did something and then it was like, well, fucking, you snuck out and whatever. So then, and then he, he was also under house arrest in his own house. Right. But he was like, I know that sounds awesome because I had this fucking jump at it. You know, and I was like, oh, it was like blank check. He's like, yeah, but I fucking, like that got really isolating and lonely very quick. Yeah, um, I'd imagine. And he was like just freakishly talented to where they, I think his, he was, uh, you know, arguably I think more talented than his brother. And they were trying to really very quickly saw him he was doing it for fun he didn't want to do that and they I were see. just like oh but you can dance and sing and do all the stuff and you're cuter than your brother was and we're gonna put yeah it's like and you're, you're gonna open machine. for these huge bands and just, yeah a machine some of those kids just get fucking plugged in imagine the course you or i would have been on if, if disney had sucked us up oh four or five years in the game i'd be deader than dead right now <laughs> i mean Oh my! And what if especially you were still like, hosting this podcast, though. Well, I mean, and every shit. day, every episode was just rehashing old. Like, I'll tell you what: the guy who plays Goofy, <laughs> huge pedophile, Mel Blank. Oh, he ate my ass a few times. Which Mel Blank did. He was a Looney Tunes guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh my okay. bad. Sorry. Disney. No, no. But that's, but that's <laughs> yeah, how famous yeah, you would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. you were going to parties at Mel Blank's house just to yeah. get your ass eaten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'd finish yeah. eating your ass and go. Eh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> dude. No, I uh, hearing that Michael Jackson thing though, bonkers. It's crazy because you would think, or I would think, you know, Michael Jackson when he was touching people, it was obviously what's his name, Rob the uh, dancer. We ha- saw that documentary of him. Oh, I thought you were about to say Rob Kardashian. I was like, I missed that one. No, no, no. The Rob, Rob the, his name was um, the kid who was on the HBO doc. Yes, and yeah. he was a famous choreographer for Britney yes. Spears for yes. the Backstreet Boys. All these people. Yes. I can't remember his. He had a show on MTV too, where it was like for dan. It was like an American Idol for dancers. I remember he oh, had wow. a real moment. There it is. The what's his name to say the, there? Wade Robson. Oh, Wade Robson. Excuse me, I was the calling Wade him Robson. Rob. I was like Rob Wade. Yeah, no, the Wade Robson Project was a television show that I do re- recall watching, and uh, mm. yeah, no, I mean, and then you go. I mean, after that HBO documentary, you're like, would he have been? 
such the guy. I mean, he learned everything about dancing from Michael Jackson. And so you have that generation, though, you know, him and Macaulay Culkin claims nothing ever happened. I feel like Macaulay Culkin is like a soldier for yeah. Michael Jackson. Or my theory was always that my, because Macaulay Culkin was so famous, Michael Jackson never fucked him because then he has plausible deniability. Where he's like, well, Macaulay, I would never. I, he's, he can speak to the fact that I've never fucked him. Do you think Macaulay ever? <laughs> do you think Macaulay ever? You know, pulled him aside and was like, or, or did extra push-ups one week? Being like, come on, man, what is it? Like, I'm starting to get offended now. I, you know, I've been in the bed. I'm spreading cheeks. Home Alone is the biggest movie on the planet. That this, doesn't turn you on. He's taking Wade Robson in there. I went over to the Magic Johnson Theater. I bought poop corn. I fucking brought it over to watch uh, Angels in the Outfield. But I'm saying Aaron Carter, though, because Aaron Carter's my age, I believe, or was my age. Yeah, and he was slightly younger than I was. So um, I just feel like Michael Jackson was too old. At that point, you'd feel like Michael was tired. Wow, too from tired cans to of fuck. compressed air at the death scene. Sorry to cut you off. Air oh, canisters, no. yeah. So Nas so, stuff, you think? Yeah, whippets and shit. God damn it. <clears throat> whippets are coming back, dude. I've been hearing about whippets more and more. What's up with that? You're shaking your head back there, Rob. What's the uh, whippets craze? Uh, just whippets and poppers are big now. Yeah, last whippet I did was probably 2010, and uh, that even seems late. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? I would have if you would have said 1984, I would have been like, <laughs> oh yeah, okay, yeah. It was uh, man, a quick burst of fun, but then you know, went away just as fast as it happened, and I wasn't turned on by that. Now, gay people do the poppers for the butthole relaxation. Oh, gotcha. Am I right? Yeah, I say that like you know. I'm like Rob. I'm gonna ask you. I like he's married. He doesn't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't fucking know. But I, but I do recall yeah, that that's was football. A, that's what I learned from Hannibal. That's football. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that'd be a great thing on on Get Up or, or just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah. I don't know. It's uh, just halfway through. You know, it's like you just got. It's all about being loose on the field, right? Right? Uh, right? Right? Stephen A. Well, it's like would. When gay people take poppers to loosen up the butthole. If you're gay and you're going to have anal intercourse and you don't have a popper, it's going to be hurt. It's going to be hurt. Am I right? And that's football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. If you can always bring it back to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can stay on the air. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, the, uh, I don't know, man. That's why I just go weed and booze. I didn't know you could die from whippets, though. Well, is that what cans of compressed air is? I don't know. What is that? I just It could I be put... Nas, too. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just... Air speculating canisters. as just, well yeah man that's wild though but and the tub dude yeah dude the tub. Th that, that sounds like how many great singers have we yeah, lost addicted in to huffing. yeah he was he that, oh, man he talked about that a little bit too in the uh, did he really podcast. yeah because whitney aerosol look at cans of aerosol. Whew, man that's yeah weed and and booze i mean i've you know what's been interesting is now they got these uh testings for drugs. Mm. I'm talking more for like hallucinogens, like Molly and stuff like, or I guess Molly's not a hallucinogen, sorry. But to like, test what the... To test to see if there's fentanyl in it. Oh, yeah. So thankfully those things exist because, I mean, this fentanyl thing's getting crazy. Oh, that's I... what I thought it was, you know, at first when I heard about it, but you don't, I don't know that that is... The fact that crazy people are putting them into, uh, like, prior to Halloween, there were articles popping up that sure. were like, you gotta check your candy for fentanyl. I mean, you used to be check it for razors or for right. Like it was easier or, or teeth or <laughs> teeth, stuff. Yeah, I grew pubes. up in a weird neighborhood, but it was. But um, <laughs> Penny Pube, her name was. She put uh, six pubes in every Kit Kat. No, she. Um, <laughs> but we, you definitely, you know, even it. There's never been a decade where people didn't have to like 
or news reports weren't like, tonight at 5, Halloween, eating a Butterfinger could be your last candy ever. Right. I'll tell you why you shouldn't chomp down on that toe if it's inside your Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Yes. No, that's every year. I mean, I remember so we going from, to school and it was like that. It was, yeah. your candy could be poison. Don't, uh, don't eat one that's been opened or whatever. Yeah. But now it quite literally could be poison. I mean, that, I the fentanyl is poison. One thousand percent. I used to think it was a uh, an attempt from the the teachers or the parents. Like they're they're just want they just want to take our candy. They just don't want us to enjoy a Three Musketeers on Halloween <laughs> night. Well, I loved it too because anybody any dumb old lady who's giving out an apple, I'm like, fuck. There's a razor blade in this thing. I just throw it. Of course. <laughs> throw it at the a audacity to give out apples or raisins yeah there's just some poor old woman who's like i want them to be healthy i know i look <laughs> at that like, i know fuck meanwhile me. i'm like terrorist i'm like you dumb whore <laughs> do you know what i gave out on where's, halloween where's the sugar bitch <laughs> sugar tits i have those too i just moved into a new place <clears throat> a couple of months ago and i didn't expect the possibility of trick-or-treaters so i didn't prepare myself and Whoa. i was and i just got back from vegas bombarded and, I was oh, laying. She had Vegas treats? Um, dude, no, but I, I was just hung out. I mean, oh, I was just okay. like dead. And all of a sudden, you're like, trick or treat. And I'm like, oh, shit. I forgot. So I gave them uh Wait, let's let's play it out. I want to be one of the kids. Okay. I want to hear how it went down. Ready? They went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, you didn't say trick or treat? Oh, no. I'm waiting for you to respond to the knock. Oh, I, I this is what I did at first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Someone knocking on my door? <laughs> I would have straight up ignored it because I thought it was me, sir. I, I thought it was my land because my landlord every now and then will come by and be like, "We gotta shut the water off in seven. I'm like, "I don't fucking care. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> you couldn't text me, bro. But so I ignored it, and okay. then finally I heard the uh, the cries of trick or treat, and I go, "Oh, that's today. Oh, that's Fuck. today. And so I uh, I opened the door and there I was just to see how many there were about four, and I was like, not gonna lie, kids. Uh, <laughs> not. Let's see what we got here. And I went into and I had uh, I had baby bells. You oh, know no, what those are? No, they're the little individual wheels of cheese. <laughs> awesome. You know oh what a baby God. bell is? Yeah, you yeah, gave yeah. out wheels of cheese. Yeah, like yeah. the red wax. Yeah, the red wax over it. So they're wrapped in a plastic those and a red wax. look like so candy. There's no fentanyl putting in there. So I gave them each a baby bell, and I go, I got Red Bull. I gave them each a Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, awesome. Yeah, I think so that was a good So a wheel haul. of cheese with no fentanyl. And did you tell right. them? Did you go, no fentanyl on this, kids? Tell I go, well, it's, it's sealed up, <laughs> and it's got the wax around it. So you know that it's not getting in there. That's for sure. But yeah, I know I was caught off guard. Next year, I will be... More well, now you know. I, yes, exactly. You know what, though? Kudos to you for coming to the batter's box with a game plan. Like, you at least, you got thrown off. We improvised. That's all. Yeah, but you, you could have just easily said, like, I got nothing. But you said, give me a second. Let's see what we got. By the way, that probably got them. You were probably uh, arguably the most exciting house that night. Maybe. I mean, that is a, they're going to go, they're going to always remember that's the house <laughs> that gave out cheese. That's the cheese house. Yeah, the rumors will spread. Kids are gonna show up next next year with uh with you know saltines in hand. <laughs> yeah, just to put it on top. Excuse me, sir. How you're at the cheese house, sir? Does this pair good with a cognac? <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> let's get into some sports let's action. Beep Let's just start at the top of the list here, Rob. You have the list over there. Sure. This video regarding breasts of some kind. This is from a hockey game. I do believe it is the 
Detroit Red Wings broadcast, but I'm not sure on that. But let's hear what he has to say here. Now on the Red Wings, on Robert Haig, this power play brought to you by RWJ Barnabas Health. In recognition of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we encourage all women to schedule a mammogram. And we've got a devil's goal right now on the Red Wings. <laughs> Rough timing. Rough timing for that goal while we're trying to <laughs> spread breast cancer awareness. Oh, my God. Wait a second. So that wasn't, I'm sorry, th- that happened so quickly. So it wasn't about the it wasn't like a oh it's slam a jam a mamma like look at that shot it was it wasn't trying to slip it he was trying to start a remember to get your mammogram test he was reading a sponsorship so it was like and this detroit power was it a power oh, play i don't even remember what it was, was of of gameplay yes he was trying to get it in i think before the puck was dropped but it was and that's brought to you by such and such blah 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 and remember, folks, to get out there and schedule your mammogram today. But while that happened, a goal was scored, and that makes it for a sticky situation. Do you finish the liner, or do you? F- it's uh, well, it, it was it, a penalty kill. Oh, oh, we added it. That's I love when they make it a sponsorship base. So this Red Wing penalty kill is brought to you by killing those cancerous cells oh, in God. your breasts. I, I do like yeah announcers and TV. Uh, hosts are really good at the wordplay mm-hmm. when i was in the movie the heat and i was doing a morning tv thing in san diego and they go they go and brush fires are everywhere ravaging the city of san diego 55 homes have been burned uh currently 22 people have died it is hot out there please be careful and if you see the flames and it gets really uh smoky you know what to do stop drop and roll and call the authorities speaking of the heat adam ray is here to talk about a new sandra bullock movie and i was just like dear god well yeah that's the thing when you're doing like morning radio too like uh on the other end of it as a comic going into the town if you do it with a real shithead i love those ones where they're like and in the news today there was a house fire where eight died all children and here, speaking of house fires, Josh Potter's in the building right now, burning down the roof. And you're like, I'm supposed to use this? <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I just, when he did that, I just literally go, I go, I go, nice, man. But this one, let's see if we can watch it again here. I want to see if he says anything after. He does get a little jarred. If it were me, I'd get the liner out and then I'd be like, and that's a devil's power play goal. Like, just move along. This guy's like giggling. As he's on the Red Wings on Robert Haig. This power play brought to you by RWJ Barnabas Health in recognition of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We encourage all women to schedule a mammogram and we've got a <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, he powered through. Speaking of power plays, he powered he through. He tried so hard to get, because you could see the he play paused. setting up and yeah. he was like, brought to you by Robert W. We have to encourage everybody to get, oh, and then the goal scores. And he's like, ah, there. Oh. It's like he looked up and it was well, like, you know, <laughs> Well, you know what's great fuck. is that he said to schedule their mammogram <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the same tone and cadence he would for, and what a shot on goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's something really great about that is that he even paused and didn't know what part of his brain to fucking follow. So he's like, dude, just just make this the most exciting mammogram schedule shout out in the history of sports. Right. His his tone was following the play, but yeah, the words, but the were, words still, were different. And uh, we want, you know, follow a mammogram. <laughs> and make sure to check under both titties in the shower, left to right, right to left. It's two to one Red Wings. Make sure you're feeling for love. They've got two goals, and hopefully you've got two press after your mammogram schedule it at. Yeah. Uh, we wow. have another uh, little announcer slip up from Sergeant Smoke. He sent this in. Another hockey one. I, hey, hockey's back, baby. I'm it's loving back. it. Buffalo Sabres, one of the most fun teams in the NHL. Let's go. Let's hear what this guy says. 
Absolutely hit the lottery with a bunch of Reese's penis peanut butter cups. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so he's talking Halloween uh, trick-or-treating, trying to fill some time betwixt periods on Bally Sports for the Carolina broadcast. And uh, evidently he had a large bounty of Reese's penis butter cups. <laughs> First of all, we've all made that slip up. <laughs> Have we? I mean, peanut butter. I used to do a joke about a uh, a kid um, on the uh, airplanes. True stories in the uh, middle seat on a uh, Alaska Airlines flight, and I was stoned as fuck. <laughs> the type of high on a plane where like you're making small talk with the pilots. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like you're just like every noise is. Oh no no no! I was looking out the window talking to Care Bears. Like <laughs> okay. it was just like I was like, can you believe they can drive clouds with their feet? And uh, Stewart was like, I'm gonna probably <laughs> move your seat. Uh, but so the cockpit door was open, which is never when the cockpit door of the plane is open. That's not them saying, "Hey, come on in, make it weird for a couple minutes." <laughs> so anytime I see that open, I, 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 I just, I was in a good stony mood too, to where I saw them and they turn around and they were hitting buttons, and I go, I go, you guys better know what all those buttons do. And one of them turns around and goes, "Huh?" I go, ah, I just. <laughs> Just, just messing around. I go, hope we got tons of Diet Sprite uh, stocked up because I got cotton mouth like a motherfucker. One of them laughs. The other one just shakes his head, and I walk back towards the plane. I go, cool. They're not going to bust me. And uh, and anyway, so there's a kid in front of me, a little fat kid. And in the joke, I say, oh, he's a classic fat kid, whatever. He's just making all these fat noises. <laughs> yeah. I just saying all these fat things. He was chowing down on peanuts, and he was saying all these fat things like, you know, I, Mom, I love peanuts. I wish I was a peanut, right? I was like, that's the fattest <laughs> fucking thought I've ever heard, you fat little cute fuck. So then I start nudging him because I had no treats. And I talk about, like, it's a code red panic attack when you're on a flight, and you have no treats, and you're sure. high. I'm, like, hitting the call button, being like, we got to text, go back. I left my wheat thins on the counter. <laughs> we and so go we got to go back. And so I start nudging the kid, and I go, hey, man, can I get the rest of your peanuts? I go, his dad thought I said something else. Things got a little awkward in 17B. I was like, also, sir, of course that's not what I said. I'm not some stoned pervert. Like, hey, you done growing up? Can I, hey, you know, <laughs> learn how to share, man. Like, quit hoarding all that delicious dick. You know, share some of that penis. Like, of course that's not, you know. And, uh, but the dad did turn around because I go, can I get some of your peanuts? And the dad then turned around, peanuts, peanuts. That was the first time I dealt with it. So I it, get it. It can be confused. Peanuts, penis. But it when you're on be. air. When you're on air. You got to uh, get a clear distinction. Gotta, I love the look on this gentleman's face. If you're not watching on YouTube, please to be going over and watching it and do subscribe and hit the bell and all that while you're there. But the face on him. Can you go back to the beginning? Shell As shot. he realizes he says penis instead of pieces. <laughs> or pe what is he? Was it Reese's Pieces or Reese's Peanut Butter Cup he was trying to say? okay, Peanut like, Butter Cup. Yeah. Yes. Either Absolutely one. Absolutely hit the lottery with a bunch of Reese's Penis Peanut Butter he went like this. Oh, God. He did a quick, yeah. Oh. It was almost like he was oh. playing Ninja Turtles at the arcade and realized he was on his last life and didn't have any more change. Yeah. <laughs> and he looked to his buddy, and his buddy was gone. And he was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Troy told me he had $12 and quarters on him. He did look next to him as if somebody was going to be like, <laughs> yeah, you said penis, bro. <laughs> By the way, at least, I mean, and what do you do there? Do you, you have to then just immediately power through. You can't act... The move that would that would have made this guy famous and probably get a cooler job after this is if he goes penis butter. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> penis butter cups, and then double down and say it again, and then go. I can't. Or you Live go like, TV, hey, guys, uh, you, that's hey, football. Penis. <laughs> sorry about that. Penis butter cup. Uh, <laughs> sounds like something Marty would like up in the booth, huh? You there, know, something like oh, that. Oh yeah, man, yeah. turn it. You got to do something. Weave it into something special, Rumpelstiltskin. It Instead, is, you took a step back and you made yes, it weird. It is. 
indicative of the type of personality of somebody who slips up like that. If they do it and they go and they're mortified and they just move on and they're like, I can't believe I said penis. Like when they get off the air, they're white as a ghost. They're like, I can't believe I just yeah. said, I said, I said penis on a live broadcast. Yeah. If you Own have it. the ability to handle it, if you, can you make a little joke about it, yeah. you move along, and then it becomes a moment also, but then you kind of like get some cachet for that. Stay in the pocket. Yes. Because I would love to to assume that this guy is cool enough to, after the camera stops, him and his camera guy go, fucking wow. And they laugh. And then you go, well, why didn't you do that as that guy right. on camera? Exactly. But you're so conditioned to be like, I just need to read the words, and and if you fuck up, the show must go on. Well, hey, this man. is yeah, this is the kind of guy that like once it goes viral on Twitter, he's having a meltdown, and maybe even if he sees us talking about it, he'll be like, strike that from YouTube. I mean, his mic has Bally's Fitness on it, right? Like, well, Bally's is a. Do you know it's a network? I found this out like Bally's just by network? going on the road. Bally right. is a I sports take back network. Any slander I was about to spew. It's just sports, uh, local sports networks. Like they have one in St. Louis. They have like the Cardinals are. They're on like a Nesson for um, yes. the East Coast. Well, no, they're they're all over. I'm finding they're in chicago they're in oh. um they just had they just started one here in la a bally sports network and yeah i thought it was a gym they're the trying to be like fox sports yes SF, fs1 and all that yes they're doing like local um here's this guy versions no. do we know Who is where this he guy? is now? do you know his name trip tracy oh. trip this is i mean this just happened and your name's trip a couple tracy. weeks ago trip tracy can we click on name. where did trip tracy go which sounds like the new carmen san diego what do you mean he's still on i mean this is like this just happened. He shut still, the fuck up. He still play. He still works for Carolina. After Americans. retiring from playing hockey in '98, Tracy worked briefly for CNN before rejoining the Hurricanes for the '98-'99 season. Uh, he was a goalie for Harvard. <sighs> I mean, this is. By the way, you want these clips. He needs to go on a cool sports show ASAP and talk about it. Yeah, you got like these types of mistakes are can be. Not career makers, but like, hey man, no, you got a little got, like you need to, you got to lean. Trip, where's my trip, Tracy Cam? Trip, bro, from uh, from one comedian to another. I feel like you got the the comedy juice inside of you. You got the funny bones brewing. Lean into this, baby. This can be a uh, this can put you up into the next stratosphere. See, of sideline know, reporting. I don't know how much hockey you watch, but they're Not like enough. Paul Bissonnette is hilarious, and he's a guy that if he would have taught, he would have been like. Penis, but he would have, if they would have gone back to him, he would have ripped on that guy for saying penis buttercup. He's like, penis buttercup, that sounds like something uh, Anson Carter would be eating over, you know, like making jokes like that. And I just feel like Trip Tracy, and this is what makes it even more special, he's the kind of guy that that would trip him up so much that it actually makes a crazier moment than if he were to joke it off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's so like, and it's very local weatherman-esque. Yeah, he's got the... He does have weatherman vibes. Today's Josh Potter show is brought to us by HelloFresh. And man, oh man, HelloFresh makes me look way more together than I actually am. I mean, it makes me look like I'm a chef, for God's sake. It's unbelievable with their pre-proportioned ingredients. You're not going to the grocery store and just guessing, you know, do I need two kumquats or three? You know what I mean? They got everything all ready to rock for you. And the steps to cook them? Super easy. I'm not a smart guy. And yet here I am able to concoct multiple HelloFresh recipes. And boy, oh boy, do they have some fun stuff for the fall. Like right now, time to cozy up and save some money by cooking at home. Fall, the perfect time to experience the delicious taste and unparalleled convenience of HelloFresh. I mean, they're talking ingredients that travel straight from the farm right to your doorstep in less than seven days. So you know they're going to be fresh. Plus, 
like I said, pre-proportioned. I mean, that makes cooking a snap, my friend. And they've got all kinds of fall-inspired recipes as the weather gets a little cooler and you're going to be inside with your sweaters and everything like that. You can now have your pumpkin spice and eat it, too, with a rotating selection of fall-inspired items from the HelloFresh market. I'm talking brunch kits to a fall dessert board. I mean, you're going to find everything you need. All your favorite autumn occasions can be taken care of, especially things like tailgating, Oktoberfest, and more. So right now, go to HelloFresh.com slash JoshPotter65 and use code JoshPotter65 for 65% off, plus free shipping, which is unbelievable. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash JoshPotter65. Use code JoshPotter65 to get that 65% off. And again, Free shipping is included with that as well. It's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. I have, um, uh, wait, so you're a huge hockey fan. I love hockey, yeah. So, you know, Seattle just got the Kraken. Right. And I'm just trying so hard to be a fan. They have one of the best broadcasts in the NHL, believe it or not, for their short period of time of existence. They really do a great job. Just the announcers are great. Um, You know, the packages, everything that they do is pretty, like, uh, uh current and uh, very unique yeah i'm hoping that it turns into a sport that seattle starts to i mean i think season tickets sold out you know in 20 minutes but it still feels like seahawks mariners reign supreme and yeah, i think sure. until your team is good sure i went to a vegas knights game and being a buffalo sabers fan going to plenty of sabers games and it being more of a traditional atmosphere and sort of like the fanfare is a little more traditional and Going to see the Knights game, it was like watching like I'm like they're you know they have like dance they have girls with feathers and they got guys in drums and they're doing this whole like midi I thought Andy Dick was gonna come out and be like in medieval times you know and it was like really out there but it was it didn't feel like a hockey game I don't know what it was it was more like a circus so I wonder I, the Kraken I think have cool like pregame stuff that's how you get like that's how you start creating fans you make the game atmosphere something unique and special. So I think they're they're on the right path. It's not going to be like Vegas, though, because Vegas had all the tourism, people coming to see their teams play in Vegas, and the Knights actually were, like, one of the best teams in hockey the first year they existed somehow. They were, like, geniuses in assembling that team. Yeah. I have a buddy who's a, a big hockey fit. Can I call him to get a quick Trip Tracy um, take <laughs> sure, on yeah, this? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's actually calling the uh, Kings game tomorrow. If he doesn't pick up, we'll call him. Oh back. no, shit! Steve Levy, you know the uh, yeah, ESPN. Uh, of course, he's yeah. calling the Kings game tomorrow. Yeah, he's, That's crazy. You know, he did uh, Monday Night Football for a while. And oh, then, of course, uh, Steve Levy. Hockey. He's been a Sports Center guy for he's what, thirty like, years. He's uh, like announcing substitute teacher. He's always there, like when the te- when someone's out and stuff. He's in every sport. If he doesn't pick up, he will text me back, and then we'll call him. But this, I feel like this is a great guy to get the. Oh uh, yeah, I love Steve Levy's take on this. Buttercup. Okay. I bet he's at dinner. All right, we'll try him again a little bit. Sure, yeah, no problem. We um, can come back to st- whenever Steve Levy wants to chime in. He's more than welcome. <laughs> also, I feel like was that is that him? Is that yeah, that's him. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> why did like... you pick up the worst picture of Steve? <laughs> it's, just dumb, it's the top one oh. on, on Google Images. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick it in. Yeah, he'll the, love uh, that. The final. That's so funny. Yeah, we'll, yeah maybe we'll, we'll maybe yeah maybe pick that one. Yeah, there that's, you go. Yeah, that's a great shot. Um, yeah, I think when you're talking Trip Tracy, most people will drop what they got going on. Yeah, I wonder if he knows him. <clears throat> That's the first question I'd ask. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, bef- before we, uh, if we'll, we'll see if he calls back or what have you, but I wanted to talk about one other thing before we get to Russell Wilson. Please. Because you just got married recently, and I yes. saw some of the videos, and it looked like a wonderful ceremony. It looked beautiful. Johnny Resnick was 
playing there. Your there Buffalo was, boy. Yeah, Buffalo zone. Out. You just got Johnny though. I'm friends with Robbie. I bet Robbie feels yeah. slighted. <laughs> Hilarious. They're both great. I, you know, it was what what can. Uh, I think it was just a, um, you know, what uh, what was feasible for the favor. Now, when but you Johnny did, flew yeah. in and flew out, he flew in that no uh, morning, played, and then flew out that night. That's to, crazy. Uh, to go do shows back in uh, Ames, Iowa. Now you are a good, great writer. You you can you you're a good improviser. What were your vows like? Did you write? We didn't them? do vows. Oh, interesting. we um, we thought I wrote some stuff, and then uh, she she got real. It was the one thing that was driving her crazy as far as like nerves go, and um, and then. And then also, she was just like, I don't feel like we, like, shouldn't this be a personal thing? And I go, yeah. I go, there's no rule book for any of this shit. Yeah, that's interesting. Because then it becomes for you maybe like a performance. And for her, it's maybe not like. 1,000%. You know and I mean? we made it fun and funny. And like, even when I was walking down there with my mom and we were really getting people fired up. And then like, other people would come down and we would, um, you know, uh, make uh, jokes. And at one point, you know, Brad Williams was one of my groomsmen. And at one point, there was a. Um, uh, a little break. Uh, my rabbi's lapel. My rabbi uh, did it um, from Seattle, which was awesome. Shout out to Rabbi Jonathan Singer. Crushed it. Um, and he, his lapel stopped working. And so the transition to grab the handheld, I go, Brad, quick joke. And Brad steps forward with two hands like he's in a vaudeville show and goes, two Jews walk into a wedding. And everybody starts laughing. <laughs> and there was a bunch of that going on. I was, you know, at one point my, our, my rabbi held up his uh, tallest over um, over me. Oh, Steve Levy's calling. Right? Oh, boy. Steve Levy, you're on the Josh Potter show. So I shouldn't swear or anything? No, uh, you can swear. You can swear. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. Say hi to my buddy Josh. He's a big fan of you. What's up, Steve? Hello, Josh. How you doing, pal? Good. So uh Good. we're we're talking uh we're talking sports, we're talking hockey, and I go, nobody knows uh the game better than than Adam Ray. But if Adam Ray's not available, let's <laughs> let's get Steve Levy on the line. And yeah. no, no, but we start pulling up some funny things in sports from this past week. Does the right. name uh Trip Tracy ring a bell? Yes. Uh, <laughs> Trip is the beloved Carolina Hurricanes uh, announcer, and he's, he's a he's a close friend. Great. And, uh, he had a little misstep, apparently. We we couldn't be bigger fans of Trip Tracy, and yeah. and we just had a nice little chat about how you know it's it's standard, I think, for for most people on air to 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 just power through like that. But we go, man, if he had taken a beat and been like. Penis buttercups and said it again and then laughed. What what could be? But I guess that's the move. And talking to someone who's who's been in the game for a bit, uh, yeah. what um, you know, it's by the way, these things happen probably more than we think. It's just about w w when they get caught. And also, penis buttercups is very funny. I think that's why that's getting some traction. <laughs> and so and so, of course, he walked out and he owned it. And uh, somebody said it was right around Halloween, and so he had a big bag of. Uh, of Reese's candies on the way out the door, you know, before he even left the booth, someone had supplied him with a bucket of Halloween candy and Reese's. So uh, he has a good sense of humor about it. That's oh, awesome. that's good. Uh, you know, I immediately text him. Uh, I might put it on Twitter too. Oh, good. Uh, just you know, welcome to the club, right? You, you don't, you don't mind. Uh, oh, you, you talked about it on about last night, uh, which yeah, everyone should go yeah. check out Steve's appearance, which which Steve will be returning on the show uh, shortly. We'll make that happen. I was going to ask what his biggest so, gaffe might be. I, uh, it was, uh, you know, without going into 
all the details. Uh, I said bulging disc, except I didn't say disc. <laughs> it went viral. This was like the, I think it was one yeah. of the first ones. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely find that clip and throw it in there. It's an amazing clip. And I mean, that one, yeah. you tell me that was how early into your, your sports center stint? Yeah, that was, that was 1996. So I'd only been in like three years. I really thought I was going to get fired. <laughs> and, and I just, you know, I, I, uh, I'm, I made a mistake with one letter. You know, I just missed by one letter. It was slightly off. Well, there was no People Twitter back then, thankfully. The kid running the teleprompter. And I'm like, no, no. I spelled it correctly. I wrote it. it was That's right hilarious. There. I, just, I just said it wrong. Yeah, Josh said there's no Twitter, so I guess you kind of avoided a little bit of... Uh... Yeah, but and, but now, you know, it's a hard word. It's two hard words to put together. You're saying it fast, under some pressure. you got a lot of G's. You're blabbing in your ear. And so people have then made that mistake, that exact same mistake, since then. And every time they do now, they bring up my clip. You know, I can't, <laughs> I can't escape it. And, and true story, like once a month still. Now, again, this is 96, right? It's a long time ago. Uh, people once a month still come up to me and go, hey, you're the bulging disc guy. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> yeah, I had done a few other things, but thanks for the, uh, thanks for the love. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's so like it got to be known for something, right? No, you are well. You're known for everything, and Steve, you're a legend for picking up. Legend, um, man, thank you. Man. Um, Steve is. Uh, you're calling the game tomorrow night. Yeah, Kings. Uh, Kings in Minnesota Wild should be a classic. Go out and get ESPN Plus. Get the bundle. Hell yeah. Hulu, whatever, Disney Plus, you know the deal. Steve, you're a fucking legend. I'm going to see you Wednesday. Uh, and uh, my buddy Josh, like everybody, which is, you know, just a real treat when I go, I'm going to see my buddy uh, who's a real hockey fan will pick up and weigh in on this. And he goes, who's your buddy? And I go, Steve Levy. And, and Josh took off his pants, pulled out some soap, and <laughs> got, let's just say he just, he's he's pumped that you're on the show right now. Made my own penis butter cup. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I love you. I'll, I'll, I'll call you soon, man. I'll talk to you All soon. Right, see you guys. See you, Stevie. Thanks, Thanks bro. Thanks, Steve. That was awesome. Steve Levy, legend. Come on, dude. Broadcasting. Like I said, he's like the substitute teacher you always can't wait to see because he's always filling in, too, for like big broadcasts like NHL playoffs or this oh, or that. Man. And so you're always like, oh, Steve Levy's here. It's a comforting feeling. Well, he, you know, he's been on ESPN for 30 plus years. Can we I watch he, this clip? Yeah. yeah. That's a tough pairing of words to say. I wanted to ask him too. Like, has... and now the agent for Hurst has come out and said he will file a grievance against the Patriots that, according to NFL rules, the club should not have been able to release his client because he was injured. The agent claims that at the request of the team, Hurst has been playing with a bulging dick disc in his neck <laughs> since the start of the season. The Patriots spokesperson declined comment on the matter. Actually, I think I saw a smile brewing. I would if it were me. And again, this is why I've been cast aside from professional broadcasting probably at this point but if i would have said that i would have been like probably a bulging dick too i mean look at the man no it's like, you know it's like, by the way i didn't even put that together but that was the perfect guy to call yeah i didn't realize that i that totally happened, forgot yeah. that that happened and that's so anytime one of these guys makes this sort of error yeah he gets drunk because i i said that, like, you're lucky there's no twitter he goes well yeah. believe it or not no people dug that up real quick that was very cool thank you so much for calling him of course, man. He's a he's a legend. He's but back a... to your uh, your wedding. I wanted to bring it up because also on Red Zone they showed something, and I've been taking a lot of L's with women lately. Mm. I've been told some things that I'm starting to realize about myself. A girl said that I'm a hopeless romantic recently, which right? is not a bonus. That's what she said to me. Why is that not a bonus? I don't know. I'm very perplexed, and I don't know where I stand. So I but so I'm watching Red Zone. And they bring up this whole, like, they're like, we ought to congratulate a Red Zone viewer for their marriage. And these kind of things are like watching a kitty video now. I'm starting to, like, tear up and shit. Yeah. And listen to this vows here. And this is, like, my dream. 
I promise to sit on the couch with you every Sunday during football season and watch seven hours of commercial-free football. He even cries. He cries at that. That's where I was crying. I'm like, yeah, I just want a girl to watch Red Zone with me. So I didn't know if you had a moment. You can pause it now. Yeah, they played Seven it twice. Seven hours. That, that's what Red Zone, I mean, Red Zone yeah, is from I know. the one o'clock games until the end of the four o'clock games, and it it's too fast for me. I fucking, I'll sit there. Oh, Red Zone, you don't get the 10 a.m.? Uh... No, I mean, I'm talking East Coast time, but it oh, is yeah, yeah. 10 a.m. to oh, gotcha, 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 you know, yeah. 5 p.m. or whatever here on the West Coast. <sighs> that's a sweet uh, couple right there that's in it to win it. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just, congratulations to them. And uh, Well, my girl's a... Uh, Cardinals fan, so she was not happy this past week. But um, you guys are in interdivision rivals. Yeah, so that's always kind of uh, you know tearing us apart in sync style. But then <laughs> pieces get put back together the following week when we play other squads. But, well, they're both kind. Well, uh, the Seahawks are. We're rolling. Uh, we're we're we are, ready to talk Russell Wilson here. And we're this playing is the, with house money. This is the this is the the facts, folks. If you're just sort of a um, casual fan. What happened, you see, when we first started chronicling Russell Wilson, he was on the Seattle Seahawks, and he was doing great. I mean, he was a third-round draft pick, elevated to the starter. They threw Matt Flynn to the curb, yep. won a Super Bowl not too much longer after that, yeah. went to another one after that. So everything was on the up and up, and then there was times during the course of, I don't know, the last two seasons where there was discord between Russell and the organization. Mm. And, I'd, and people didn't really know at the time what was going on. Was it Pete Carroll? Was it ownership? Was it Russ? And We all uh, had our own assessments and opinions, mm -hmm. and nobody at the end of the day really knew. But I think And nobody saw it coming to this effect, now to the point where I thought once they traded Russell Wilson, they got Drew Locke, and then they had Geno Smith, who was the backup to Russell, and I thought they're just going to ride with one of them, they'll probably flip-flop back and forth and get maybe like four wins and then draft a quarterback next year. And because Pete is 71. Mm -hmm. so Oldest coach in the NFL. Yes, and everyone's like, well, there's no, I think he signed through, I want to say 2024. Until he's legally dead. He's signed. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's crazy. I've heard a couple of players just say uh, recently that they are like, he's going out on the field. This You're not going to pull this guy away from the game. But he looks no different than he does. I'll watch old games every oh, now sure. and then. Then five, six years ago. Uh, comparing it to like maybe our president of the United States. Yeah. He, Pete Carroll's with it. He's, he's I don't know if it's that ticking. chewing that gum. He's, it might be. I mean, he looks great. I mean, Eats I would have right thought, things. I would have thought Bill Belichick was older than him based off appearance. Turns out it's not, it's like a year off or whatever, yeah. but Belichick looks far older. And, I uh, think we needed, uh, something to happen. This trade needed to happen in order for everyone to get like the cloud to, to kind of, you know, uh, be removed for everyone to go like, well, who was it? Was it Russ or was it Pete? Right. Because that was, we kept pitting each uh, them against each other you know celebrity deathmatch style where it was just like who was fucking up the soup was fucking pete jizzing in it or was russ peeing in it uh, yeah uh, there's probably better analogies out there let's call Steve i like back. i like it i like it now but here's the thing pete carroll we make fun of russell wilson all the time on this program we talk about what a weirdo yeah. he is he is kind of a nut job but pete carroll isn't exactly mr sanity <laughs> wasn't there times where he was floating out like nine eleven conspiracies? Like what? he was I swear to God. All right, I can't back this up <laughs> at all. Type in Pete Carroll nine eleven conspiracies. Jesus I remember there would be times he would just be sitting there and he'd be like, Well, uh, you know, it kind of was an inside you know, I mean He's, Tower Seven. You know, he was doing shit oh, like that. Admitted by nine eleven truth admired by nine eleven truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, see this is all isn't Pete Carroll Deadspin. Is Pete Carroll nine eleven truther? 
Because <laughs> there would be times he'd like... a former four-star general about that make a real truth. Here's what happened. According to some sort of late Celeste Spring, uh, general, uh, retired General Peter uh, Chiarelli had just finished his term as a Army's Vice President of Staff, visited Carroll, and expecting a pleasant meeting after all what happened. Business... Uh, Grew up in Seattle, uh, caused significance. Uh, Carol, uh, they sit down between her, started off normally enough. They talked about the team, they talked about head trauma, and yeah. who commanded the American forces. Chirelli uh, said uh, they talked about the brain injuries. He had been there, but Chirelli's mention of Iraq sent Carol into another direction. He wanted to know if September 11th attacks had been planned or faked by the U.S. government. In particular, Carol wanted to know whether the attack on the Pentagon had really happened. Shirley, who was top ranking, it also says he thinks Ronald McDonald should run for president. All right, so Pete does. <laughs> no, Pete. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, so he changed the tune of the count, but Carol didn't stop there. I just, he ran I through just the whole like 11 truther litany. I just like to picture Pete Carroll like giving a speech at halftime. He's like, "They counted us out, fellas. They counted. They said jet fuel can't melt steel beams either. And look at that. We convinced them." <laughs> <laughs> he's just he floats shit in there. Yeah, like, Tower Seven guys, <laughs> Tower Seven, right? Let's get out there. If All the right. Pentagon was really attacked, <laughs> how come we can't convert third downs? Where's the footage? Like, Dude, where's the a big <laughs> yeah. disconnect there? Yeah, Pete. Pete grew up in California during Vietnam and during Watergate. That's just the perspective he brings to the table. Yeah, so Pete Carroll's a little out there. Is all I'm getting at. Yeah, he's also well. Let's also just identify real quick. He still is seventy-one. Sure. Seven, my dad, uh, who's 79, once uh, said while watching Naked and Afraid that I was watching with him, this was probably the ninth time we'd seen this episode. Sorry, he'd seen the episode showing to me. First time I'd seen the show. And my dad literally out loud goes, I love the way their boobs bounce when their feet jiggle. And I go, <laughs> I think it's time to change the channel, Dad. The show is definitely starting to make you talk uh, in, in in code. So, um, so, yeah, I think 71. I think he hit 70 and you start to... He's also yeah fucking he's an old he's an old white dude right, right. that's we're we're so like you said with with the uh, fandom of of Russ and being blinded by the success I think Pete Pete could have some crazy thoughts just waiting in the wings well that's kind of the thing as an outsider you look at it and you go like well is it Russell or is it Pete because again you're like well Pete Carroll's not exactly like you know you can't really draw the conclusion so you're thinking maybe Russell's boring or whatever or he's a dork but Pete knows how to win Pete's been yes. here longer I think Russ Russ. Russ also thinks that it, it was him and not the defense, I think. Russ I think, thinks it was him and not anybody, according to he, Tyler Lockett. These new things coming oh, out Oh, really? Now. I don't know about this. Tyler Lockett came out just this past week, and he's like, you know, they're discussing all the wins that the Seattle Seahawks <clears throat> have gathered with Geno Smith, and they're like, what do you attribute that to? And Tyler Lockett said, it's amazing what you can do when there's not one guy just taking all the credit. Oh, man. And that's Tyler Lockett. That was supposed to be Russ's wow. boy. Wow, they were so simpatico. They were that was his boy. And now if Gino's anybody was actually close. finding a really sweet um combo with, with DK, DK and Tyler. Yes. Well, I mean he's I mean, look, Russ and Russ and Doug Baldwin had an amazing like connection. And then Russ and Ty had an amazing connection. Well, I'm curious if like I wish one of these old receivers from <clears throat> the Super Bowl time that have since left the team or retired. Golden Tate. They would come out and talk. Well, Golden Tate and He's him got some, yeah. do not like each other. I know, and I think we're waiting. Do for we him. have that in the list here of uh, Golden Tate stuff? I don't think so. But Golden Tate and Russell. Well, and Richard Sherman. You know, I, I, I became buds with Doug Baldwin and Cliff Averill from the Hawks. And I have Doug on, on about last night over Thanksgiving. And, and Have they I, talked about this saga? Well, they both shared some some things with me about... Um, Cliff Averill still thinks... Well, let me, for, so, let me set he, it up for Russ people is who don't turn know. Around. Oh, yeah. Because... This was something that we brought up month like 
been the beginning of the existence of this podcast. Golden Tate was allegedly banging Russ's, Russ's ex-wife. Yeah. The woman that Russ entered the league married to a woman. And I, I made a little bit of jokes about this. He kind of came into the league. He was married already to his high school sweetheart. And there's that video of her on draft day, like losing her fucking yes. mind. Then he won the Super Bowl and was like, peace out. I'm going to marry Sierra. Yeah, what does but, that say? But evidently, the things that led to that divorce wasn't just, I'm going to upgrade to Sierra. It was, my wife is fucking Golden Tate. So it gets to be a sticky wicket. So yeah. then you kind of go like, is it Russ's fault? Is it Golden Tate's fault? Golden Tate denies it all, of course. What does that say? More of Russell Wilson's former teammates hop on the uh, open up about, about Russ, this time Golden Tate. Oh, yeah. I see. I and, mean, uh, and Marshawn Lynch came out. Did you see Marshawn Lynch too? On, on, on Sherman's podcast, yeah. Yes. And, and, and he, you know, rightfully so, was like, hey, I, I, sh I just worry about him as the, as the person, which I thought was, was cool. That's what, that's what Marshawn said? Yeah. I love Marshawn. We're going to get was, him on this show. Oh, man, he was incredible. He really was just Fine. like, I want to call him and be like, yo, football aside, dude. He's like, you're going to figure that out. And then Sherman was like, the, what sucks is that, like, yeah, new team, new coach, and all this shit. Like, Hackett probably thought he was getting Rodgers, and he got Russ. And Russ coming in, big dick energy, let's ride, all this shit. You get paid, though. That's what is really what's making this a bigger deal because everyone's like, yo, you get paid, you got to fucking, you got to deliver. Unfortunately, got you got paid. paid before you even played, you yep. got to deliver. So yep. there's not really a lot of uh, leeway for, for the fan base, especially when they're like, yo, Elway, Peyton, and now you're supposed to be the guy. And he's and, on a short, short leash and he is acting. And it's insane not even like it's not even like he's throwing like nine picks but twenty touchdowns. Right. It's like he's just he's doing what he did in Seattle, which is what Doug Doug uh, Baldwin was telling me. He goes, there's like you can't replace culture, dude. And he goes, What the Hawks created with the culture and having all everybody in on one thing. That's what I just read that, that everyone's saying about Gino is like he's not he's one of the guys. Yeah. He, and he and he goes out of his way to be like I'm just, I'm just a, I'm just a guy that's facilitating the offense, but I'm no better than anybody. And it's like, dude, if Russ had done that, who knows how many Super Bowls we'd won? I wish Russ would do mushrooms and have Oof. an ego death because I really think it's wrapped up in subtle ego. Like he looks he, when he's out there, everyone thinks he's like uncomfortable. He's a nerd. He's like being really which is weird, fine, which is fine. But it's like behind the scenes, it <clears throat> seems like he has an insane ego. Where he's like, call, you want, you want, like, players are trying to get a hold of him to like just talk about like talk to my football, agent. and he's like, talk to my business manager. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. That's a big disconnect. Yeah, and, and then who, and who who is telling him that that's the way to do things? Maybe it's Sierra, or he, yeah, I mean, fuck, dude. Too because yes also men. he's doing all these brandings. Broncos country, let's ride. Mr. Unlimited. Do we have that video, Rob? Mr. Unlimited. It's got to be somewhere in the annals there. Let's pull up the... Because guess what? When he was a nerd in Seattle, I had no problem. I was like, dude, if he's if he wants to be a square and go to the hospital every Tuesday and give back and then crush it on the field... Dude, I love that we have a quarterback that's out of the uh, media circuit. Oh, it's not even about like going to the hospital or doing that kind of stuff. I love that sweet baby boy Josh Allen. He they built a whole fucking yeah, wing of the hospital for Christ's sake. And uh, it's the ego. It's, it's not about yeah. It's like I think he's bought into his own bullshit, and I think he's always maybe he's always been this guy. He's going out in the middle of the field before <clears> games <throat> and having a camera crew surround yeah. him, and he's just standing there. Stop that and spinning. <laughs> Larry, Bird. we definitely have that one right. 
pull that one up instead. We don't need to watch him say Mr. Unlimited stuttering. Oh, the 600 one where times. he's on the field by himself. Yes. Look, and all players, there's so many athletes that like, was, I remember when D Wade and LeBron, when they got with the Heat, were, were posting videos of them working out in Miami. I thought that was fucking awesome. They're also, their workouts looked insane. And it was also like kind of inspiring. And it was like, oh no, this is actually him uh, practicing what he would do in the huddle. Did you see that? Oh my God! That's that video what, that you the just practicing high fives one. Is that that one too? But no, there should have been one where he's. I don't think I don't see it on the list. But there was one where he, there's multiple videos when he was in London. He was standing in the middle of the field. Uh, I believe it's the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and he's just standing there. And people are like, "Okay, to the left, to the right," and it looks like he's trying to like take in the atmosphere. And it's so unnatural and weird. And he's just spinning around with his hands out like this, saying like Psalms. 355 or whatever the fuck he was know. doing high, oh yeah well, what the, was it he claimed what well the airport thing the uh the airplane thing is crazy and that is <laughs> that that, it, that actually, i wanted to save that one it's for hard the to end, find, but... it's hard to find the clips because there's so many weird fucking russell wilson clips. oh sure and what sucks is that these types of distractions are bad for business they're bad for his play they're they're oh, they just they make his teammates hate him more and they they keep him in the conversation of like of talking about him not on the football field if you find nothing else rob find the airplane one it's on my instagram uh, so go to my Instagram and it'll it'll be his face. It shouldn't be that far uh, down into into the into the depths. I, but, lo- I love that I uh, found that subway one and then made that video and sent it to you. And you were like, "Way ahead of you, buddy." Already, <laughs> we did already, one kind of on the air, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely um, weird. The subway thing, right? I had I mean, a lot you, of people from Seattle being like, "Dude." cold-blooded man like cold-blooded. how are you gonna do russ like that i was like he's gone bro this he's gone and this isn't an i don't i don't care if so this is before you play it here this is now if this just came out as as like news like there was a reporter on the plane and they reported this i wouldn't be that concerned with it yeah. it's the fact that he got off the plane and volunteered this information like what a fucking weirdo Nobody asked. Nobody asked. Let's hear what he says. Flag too often. You know, I don't. I don't really. Um, you know, I've traveled enough to, to get. You know, kind of get my system down. But uh, yeah, for me, I was on the plane the first two hours. I was uh, uh, first two hours. Probably eight, was it eight hours flight here. That's the first two hours. He's I got was a smirk like he's excited to brag about this. Watching all the cutups and everything else. And then for the next four hours, I was doing treatment on the plane. I was walking up and down the aisles. Everybody was knocked out. I was doing high Unnecessary to say that. Working on my legs and everything else, you know, make sure I'm ready to rock. Uh, so that was good. And then the last two hours, of the last hour of that, I, I watched, uh, I fell asleep for one hour. And I watched the film In my hyperbolic so, chamber. Uh, I felt, re- felt good to go once we got. I don't really so, And then for 10 minutes, they let me fly yeah. the plane. I mean, it's like, what is this breakdown of your time spent on the plane? And also, he's like, everyone was knocked out, and I was working extra hard. It's like, okay, for four hours. So you're way. throwing your fucking teammates under the bus. And if I'm one of these fucking guys on the team, and I'm trying to sleep, and Russ is doing high steps in the aisle, yeah. I'm like, yo, dog, chill out, sit the fuck down. There's a lot of great memes of that. Uh, there's that shot of Russ in the, uh, I don't know what Monday night game it was recently, where they they blew it at the end. And then uh, when Jared Judy threw his helmet down in the mm. end zone and there's a Russ on the bench and, and there's a teammate just looking over at him, like staring at him. And Russ is like, like looking off, like doesn't see it. But the teammates like hovering over him. Have you seen that? So yes. Yeah. And so it said like they did that. And it said when you're when when your teammates doing calisthenics on the plane or something. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're just like, you fucking just staring. At him. That's the thing about Russ that is more alarming 
uh, nowadays than anything else. It's the fact that no one on his team prior, the Seahawks, has come out in his defense, really. They've come out and said, like, you know, we, we care about him or whatever, but they've not really stuck up for him. And now it feels like the Broncos all hate his fucking guts, dude. Winning changes everything. Yes. So, and I listen. I don't put all the losses on Russell. No. I think I've been Hackett saying it sucks. since I've been saying it since jump. Nathaniel Hackett is a fraud. Yeah. And I've been saying it since oh, he was an offensive coordinator. He have. was our offensive coordinator for when Doug Marone was the head coach, and then he followed him down to Jacksonville, oh, and then he man. was up. Oh, of course he had Which great is... time in Green Bay when he was the offensive <laughs> coordinator for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, dude. And it's like it's when all these coordinators who get a job off like working with Peyton, working with Aaron Rodgers, Adam Gates is another one that just squandered their lives away and nathaniel hackett is going to get fired i can't believe oh, he hasn't been in the fired. next few weeks guaranteed. yeah is he will get fired and i think then it's like then you i don't know if you watch the season and you try to get some picks back because you gave them all those you got none i think we have four we have we have a couple first couple second you're gonna end up with a top a 10 pick next week next next year yeah um and we don't even have to draft a quarterback with them and you, well, I mean, I think you still we will. should. I mean, we Geno will. Smith, it's so funny, Geno Smith. I love this Geno Smith story because Geno Smith was- it's not a fluke. Just kind of by the wayside for his whole career. I mean, I remember he was the court, when he was the last stint with the Jets mm. when he was drafted initially. He got punched by I.K. Empanali in the, uh, in the practice, like in training camp. I, it broke his jaw. That's how Ryan Fitzpatrick became the starting quarterback oh, of the God. Jets because Geno got punched in the jaw oh, no. by I.K. Empanali. And broke his jaw. He had to get it wired shut, Kanye style. And then the Jets obviously cut I.K. Empanali. And then the Bills signed him the next day. I thought that was pretty sweet. We had Rex Ryan, though, at that time. We were trying to build a bully, as he said. <laughs> and we did just that. But Geno Smith, then all of a sudden, you know, he got bouncing around. He went to the Giants. He's kind of gone. Now he's got. he's like Todd Collins. Like when Todd Collins stopped being a starter, started becoming a career backup. He had a resurgence with Washington mm -hmm. where he took him to the playoffs and it was like this redemption story. So I love the Geno story for sure. And it seems like Seattle definitely has this wonderful aura around them now. They're all getting along. They're all together. Meanwhile, in Denver, it seems chilly. And you even see clips of Russ on the sidelines calling out like he's in high school, like like he's playing high school football where he's like, run or pass, let's call it out for the defense, run or pass. And everyone's like, shut up. We're professionals. We don't need to call out runner pass on the sidelines like a bunch of eight-year-olds. Yeah, I feel like he'd be a, a real awful opponent in like a game of Madden if you're like in the sixth grade. He's the kid who like doesn't – he throws your controller – <laughs> but only because he covers he, your eyes only because he didn't throw it to the guy he wanted to for the touchdown yeah but he still got the touchdown he's the guy that's like this on the cover in your face as you're trying to run a play and like when he sleeps over at your house he's doing calisthenics while you're sleeping oh. and you wake up and he's like he made breakfast for your mom even though like and your mom was like newly divorced so you're like Are you trying to fuck my mom dude i think he's trying to fuck he's my like mom. no dude but golden tate is and you're like dude that is foreshadowing golden tate's fucking asshole he tries to get you on his side I think, I mean, I don't know anything about Golden Tate other than what I've read in papers and stuff like that. I'd love to talk to Golden Tate. He's an interesting character. He would know one way or the other about a, this. He could he, really tilt the scales. Oh, he knows it all, and he's just biding his time to find the right outlet. A Let book. me ask you this, Josh. Yes. Do you think Russ will turn it around? And I think that's a million-dollar question. Not this year, but a, a in his career, do you think he will get back to being the – Russ is uh, in the MVP conversation type Russ. Okay. I – um. I don't, and I mean, unless they change everything in Denver or he maybe gets traded again, I don't know. 
Because here's the thing that no was always that shocked. Here's the thing about Russ that was always going on. He was never supposed to be the guy. He was a third-round draft pick. He was out of NC State or whatever. He played Wisconsin one year or something like that. But he was never supposed to – like, he always – um like overshot the uh, like expectations. Do you know what I'm saying? Nobody ever expected him to be the starter. Matt Flynn was getting that $10 million deal. They cut his ass, and now all of a sudden he's starting. So he always was overachieving. And now he's in a contract where he has a lot expected of him, and he's got a lot of media attention on him, and I think he's not living up to those expectations. And I don't think that he can reach those heights that people are wanting him to because he's not Peyton Manning. He's not fucking Aaron Rodgers. He's not even, He's not Tom Brady. He's not any of these fucking guys. He's this fucking boring, <laughs> like, and it's Getting to be on its heels here. Well, it's not boring it's starting anymore. To, well, no, it's in fact it's in like enthralling. <laughs> I can't even look away, and I think it's going to spiral a little bit tighter in that regard. Like I think it's going to get a little uglier before it gets cleaner, if anything. Well, I think the firing of Hackett's going to make people go. Then the next coach that comes in is Russ will have say, like he did with our offensive coordinators after Watch. the Super Bowl. Adam you know, Gase. Wow. Well, and then there's a lot of pressure because it's like if you don't make that work. If it's like, if you don't win, if you make a change and you say it's not Russ, then it's like whoever comes in next needs to better win, f- better in right away. Too. Yeah. Be- otherwise, then it's trade Russ and let's yeah. say, hit the reset we're gonna on everything. We're going to have Brett Ripien as the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I mean, uh, it's 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 just uh, fascinating. And I and I can't wait to see it because it's starting again. Like I said, the, the yarn has been pulled and we are going to start unraveling in many ways and uh i think the only way russ can put himself back in the cool uh, uh quadrant oh, of the zeitgeist no cool yes there is is by russ on the next uh press conference uh instead of uh let's ride he goes hey so i know that things have been a little tumultuous for the team uh as of late and i know i've been throwing some people under the bus under the plane saying some things that have <laughs> not been shining a, a sweet positive light on the rest of uh this organization but I want to, first of all, uh, the first step in uh, saying that you were wrong is admitting that you were wrong, and then the next step is a nice gesture. I bought everyone, including John Elway, some uh, Reese's Peanut Penis Butter Cups, <laughs> and you can pick them up from my locker room um, if you tell me uh, you know, your favorite color. And, and that's then, football, baby. And that's football, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, I really, I don't know what's going to happen, obviously, but it's just, I... I cannot imagine the toothpaste can go back in the tube for Russ because nobody, nobody on that team. You can just tell they don't Likes like him. him. What if Sierra comes out with a song dogging on the <laughs> entire organization during the Super Bowl? Did you were you at any of those parties? Because um, at Universal they had like a concert, and Future was there, and it, Russ and Sierra had to promptly leave. Ooh. They couldn't even bear even though she has children with future couldn't bear to be in the same presence as future who do you think that's on future or russ do you think when russ sees future he's like hello mr future how are you that's good russ by the way thank you Uh, let me me hear you sell a subway a danger russ sandwich it's spicy even though it has banana peppers (laughs) and mustard that's the spicy sandwich awful it's like mayonnaise banana peppers and like two pickles (laughs) they took it off the menu He's like, and they've got a little bit of that dirt from my cleat from that second <laughs> Super Bowl that we lost. Because if you can't eat your losses, then you're not a real winner. Like, I wish I wish him and Sierra did more because she's wonderful. And she seems great. I want to see them interact more because I got to find out is it is it like a whole is Russ getting like 
you get a little out of pocket. I'm pulling that leash, you know. Do you think he's the man with her? Like, do you think he is? Or do no, you think I she's think, into it. Maybe she's like, yes, I think the bad boys, and she's like, exactly. I got this guy that's a little bit off, a little simp, my little simp Russ. I think that's what it is. But Adam, plug everything you want to plug, my friend. Thank uh, you so much for bringing Steve Levy on the program oh, and being a, a part a of treat. it. You're always a blast to have on. So thank well, you. Well, you're uh, you're you're a legend in this game, and I I love your show, and I appreciate you having me on to to hang. Yeah, please. Uh, it always flies by. Um, check out my podcast about last night, which uh, your boy Josh has been on and crushed. Um, we got to get a part two of that going. I'd love that. Um, Young Rock is on NBC. I play Vince McMahon on that. There's a show on Hulu coming out. I'm on called Welcome to Chippendales from the Pam and Tommy guys. That's uh, <laughs> November 22nd. It's a dark comedy with Kumail Nanjiani, Murray Bartlett, Juliette Lewis about the guy who created the Chippendales. That's and awesome. And I play the house MC on roller skates, and I'm in all uh, eight episodes, and I... Uh, there's a lot of fucking crazy shit that goes down. Um, and then tour dates, adamraycomedy.com. Uh, got a handful for 2022, and then 2023 is is pretty booked up. And uh, again, the podcast about last night. And um, and 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 if you want to give me a free Geno Smith tattoo, uh, I'll put it on my cock. And that's football, baby. <laughs> Of course, I will be, like I said, with Annie at the San Jose Improv this weekend and then beyond that with Tom on the road, a bunch of dates in Florida that round out November during Thanksgiving time. But the big one headlining the Helium in Buffalo, December 22nd and 23rd. Buy those tickets, por favor. And please to be keeping your eyes and ears peeled over to Instagram at Josh underscore Potter at J underscore Potter on Twitter. There you'll be finding dates as 2023 rolls out. Excited for some of the cities I'll be coming to then in the meantime though some people keep mentioning to me that this isn't populating in their youtube even though they're subscribed and everything i think the remedy that i've learned is unsubscribe and resubscribe do that it should start populating again i don't know the deal with it we're looking at it on our end but uh we're, we'll get that all fixed up other than that patreon.com slash the josh potter show twitch.tv slash josh underscore potter get the streaming room ready 2023 big streaming room in my apartment cannot fucking wait for it trip tracy come on the show in 2023 where are you that would be awesome trip tracy and quick shout out to my boy jeremy shockley who's a big fan of uh, oh yeah of Potter. Do you Mr. Know jeremy? morbius yes of yes, course dude, yes we've done it. music videos and stuff yeah, love the, that guy shout out to jeremy and uh shout out steve levy and shout out to you you out there all my little roaches thank you so much for coming and spending time with us once again and we will see you next tuesday right here on the josh potter show